0: Hello and welcome one and all to Trashy Divorces, everybody's favorite good podcast about bad relationships. My name's Alicia. Holy cat, Stacy! you're bringing us some Real Housewives action for the trashy people today.
1: For the people, I do. The Real Housewives of New Jersey was the fourth installment of the Housewives franchise, but by including sisters Dina and Caroline Manzo, as well as their sister-in-law, The series broke new ground for family dramatics, let's say. Oh, goody. Dina and Caroline were married to brothers Albert and Tommy Manzo at the time, and for Dina, things would get shockingly, even criminally messy as she tried to move on. It sounds trashy. I
0: can't wait. Before we get started on today's episode, I do think I spy a few names in our magic mirror. Thank you so, so much for joining us for early and ad-free episodes. Bonus divorces, dumpster dives, and so much more over at patreon.com slash divorces. Whose name do we see in the magic mirror this week, Stacey?
1: Thank you so much to Lori, Kai, and Mary H. for joining us
0: over there. And all of our patrons, and you. I'm really excited to be back with season 20. And Stacy, I hear everything's legal in New Jersey.
1: I guess we better go, go, go.
0: We may be breaking new ground here, Stacy. I'm not sure if we've done a New Jersey housewife.
1: I know, there's so many housewives, so much trash. I'm not sure if we have visited the cast of the New Jersey series yet, so... Bring it. Today's story, I think, is a treat for the Real Housewives diehards, because while Dina Manzo, today Dina Canton was not on The Real Housewives of New Jersey for long. She was an original cast member whose story reads a little like an overwrought mobster paperback from the 50s or something. What? It's got a lot of everything, including shady underworld ties and even brazen daylight attacks. Everything. I was vaguely aware of all of this because of my professional needs to trawl the pages of page six mid-last decade for my past life work, But digging into the full story was as eventful and satisfying as I had hoped that it would be. Let's do this. So let's meet Dina Manzo and take a look at a real-life case of, more or less, being married to the mob. Claudine Dina Lorita was born on March 7th, 1972. And Alicia, I am here to report that she is the baby of 11 children. 11? She had 10 siblings. Wow. Italian-American family, you'll be shocked to hear. The family lived in Brooklyn when she was born, but when she was, like, seven, they decamped to New Jersey. I'm sure with 11 kids, they were hoping for, like, yards, things like that. It's
0: the tiny things.
1: One of her sisters, Caroline, would become famous with Dina when they both appeared on the first season of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Their relationship on and off reality TV is still a subject of discussion, even though neither one of them have been on the show for years. Dina's first marriage happened when she was a wee 21 years old. Her first husband, George, was the first man she ever kissed. She met him when he was her boss at a beauty supply company. Oh, no when she was just 16. No, Mm -hmm. no, no, Mm -hmm. no. Mm -hmm. Yikes. Even though he was the owner of the business that she worked at and was 12 years older (sighs) than her. Oh, double yikes. Dina still holds firm to the notion that he did not take advantage of his position or sexually harass her in any way. Dina told Heather McDonald on the Juicy Scoop podcast that the two flirted for a while and, they first kissed in a stock room at work when she was 17 oh, and no. a senior in high school. Uh, they started dating. She told McDonald that she was so mature that the age difference didn't seem strange to her at all. It's now a
0: good time to do the reminder about if men a decade older than you tell you that you're mature, it's just because they can't find girls their own age to date.
1: Well, how's this little bit of color oh, no. coming up? So, you know, she was a couple with George But she agreed to go with a friend to her senior prom because she felt like it would be odd to take her 29-year-old boyfriend.
0: You think? You
1: think? Dina has said that she waited until she turned 18 to have sex because she was a super prude and had always told herself she would not lose her virginity until she was at least 18 years old. In spite of the 12-year age difference, her family was supportive of the relationship, and they both continued working at his company. I mean, (laughs) hey... (laughs) They got engaged, but they waited to get married for a while because Dina's older sister was planning her wedding and their family had a rule that only one of the kids could be in the spotlight with a wedding at the same time. There's probably also a bit of, this is a very expensive thing that we are engaged in here and maybe stacking them is bad. People travel from other places to attend weddings and maybe asking them to do that really quickly, not so great. They did finally marry in the summer of 1993 at Hammersmith Farm in Newport, Rhode Island. This is the Auchincloss estate and where JFK and Jackie Kennedy had their wedding reception. It most
0: certainly is. Mm -hmm. We're covering that in Done and Done on our Newport series. Yep.
1: They chose to have a subdued wedding. There were only about 50 people in attendance. Their daughter, Lexi, was born on January 25th, 1996, and this will be their only child. When explaining on Juicy Scoop why the marriage ended, Dina said, Well, he was the only man I was exposed to, and he had a lot of the same morals and ethics I had. We had a lot in common. He was Greek, I'm Italian, so our family's blended. But I just woke up one day, and I was like, I love him, but I'm not in love with him, and this is not the life I imagined. Really relatable. 21 years old is young to walk down the aisle... She added that she believes that no woman knows who they are until they're at least 28 years old. I'd go 35. I don't know. She also said that she tried to make the marriage work and asked him to go to counseling with her, but he didn't want to. Dina said that her first husband is still angry over the divorce and that it breaks her heart because, quote, I do love him and he's Lexi's dad and he's a good guy. We just weren't meant to be married. We were meant to get married, to bring Lexi here, but we weren't meant to be married for the rest of our lives. After Dina's divorce, she moved in with her sister, Caroline, who was married with three kids. Caroline suggested that Dina and Lexi move in with her family instead of getting an apartment because she felt like it would be better for Lexi to be with her cousins, and she told Dina that they could use the extra help with her kids as well. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Caroline is married to Albert Manzo III, and they are co-owners of The Brownstone, which is a really nice-looking catering and event hall in Patterson, New Jersey. There's been a lot of speculation and gossip over the years that Albert Manzo's family had connections to organized crime. Caroline maintains firmly that there was and is no connection, but not everyone buys that. They've even been dubbed the manzo sopranos Oh, no. Hmm. Commenting on the nickname Caroline told the Daily Beast, The Manzo-Soprano thing is nonsense. The one similarity that I feel we have to the Sopranos is family. As an American of Italian descent, our traditions are very strong regarding love of family, hard work, and loyalty. The buck stops there. A big part of the speculation comes from how her father-in-law, Albert Tiny Manzo, died. If you got a nickname like Tiny, come on. I mean, come on. As the Daily Beast vividly describes... He was found, quote, naked, bound in plastic, and stuffed in the trunk of a Lincoln Continental with four slugs in his chest.
0: Oh, that's terrible. Mm -hmm.
1: Those who believe the mob connection say that he was caught skimming from an illegal casino owned by the Gambino family. Isn't this a scene from Goodfellas? It's right. Caroline probably understandably, continues to get very angry when anyone mentions or suggests that her father-in-law was part of organized crime in any capacity. She explains his death saying, quote, in August of 1984, my husband and his family were victims of a horrific crime. To this day, 26 years later, the family does not know the whys or the hows of that event. The real crime here is the assumptions that are made against this family. As far as my father-in-law goes, in his lifetime, there was never so much as an accusation of him being involved in organized crime, which is not, strictly speaking, accurate. Again, reported by the Daily Beast, Robert Buccino of the Union County Prosecutor's Office, who in 46 years in law enforcement has charged more than 450 made members of La Casa Nostra, says he knew Tiny Manzo. Quote, he was well-known in the Patterson area and his association with organized crime was well-known. But the prosecutor goes on to say that the children of Tiny Manzo have no known affiliation with organized crime. Quote, as far as his family goes, his sons and daughters, there's no allegations about them that we know of, but the father certainly was a player in the scene with organized crime. Okay, so that's all not great. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to meet... Okay, so Dina's living
0: with Caroline Mm -hmm. in the not-mob family with their kid, but now she's going to fall in love with her brother-in-law? Well,
1: (gasps) yes. Now that Dina and Lexi were living with Caroline's family, Dina was helping out with the kids in the house, but also working as a hostess in the evenings. Caroline and Albert had tried to convince her to go out with Albert's younger brother, Tommy, for, like, I think quite a while, but Dina had kind of resisted that. One night, Caroline was supposed to pick Dina up from work after her shift, but sent Tommy instead. Oh, the classic ruse. (laughs) Dina and Tommy, of course, had known each other for a long time. They were extended family, of course, but Dina had never considered the possibility of dating Tommy. So when he was the one to show up at her work to take her home after a long shift on her feet, she was not especially happy about it. She knew Caroline had planned it and didn't appreciate being put in that position, Tommy took her to a diner to get something to eat. Dina said she was miserable because her feet hurt and she was tired. He eventually convinced her to let him take her out on a proper date. She agreed, and they went on the actual date, and she was surprised. She said, I was like, this guy has been in front of me this whole time. It was amazing. It was like a dream. They dated for quite some time before they got engaged, But once they did, Tommy agreed to have the wedding on VH1's My Big Fat Fabulous Wedding. No. This was still several years before the Real Housewives of New Jersey was a thing. So in 2005, VH1 was looking for weddings to show on their reality show, My Big Fat Fabulous Wedding. So they called the Brownstone, the event hall that the Manzo brothers own or that Albert and Caroline own, I guess. And they asked them if they had any big or extravagant weddings coming up. And if so, could they contact the bride and groom to see if they would be interested? Tommy felt this would be a great business opportunity for the Brownstone. Get to feature our thing on a VH1 series. like. So he decided that his and Dina's upcoming wedding would be the featured wedding. Sure. Dina was not happy when she found this out. Remember, her first wedding had 50 people, and she was planning to have another small, intimate wedding the second time around. But now that it was going to be on a reality TV show, all of that changed. It turned into this enormous affair. There were 600 guests. What? And there was a lot of bickering between the not exactly happy couple as they headed toward the aisle. In one scene of them discussing some of the wedding preparations, Dina tells him that no other woman would put up with his crap the way she does. (laughs) He responds by laughing and saying he could get any girl he wants because all he has to do is, quote, just bring out the checkbook. A lot of girls would put up with it.
0: Oh, wow. That
1: was not the worst of it. This is the one that
0: she's going to divorce in the future, right?
1: They do divorce.
0: Yeah, it's hard to see how it goes wrong. They do divorce.
1: (laughs) So this was not the worst of it. On the show, Dina admitted that Tommy had cheated on her several times, Mm. but said she planned to marry him anyway. Sure. Of course, the process would not be complete without Dina appearing on the show. Say yes to the dress. Oh, of course. To pick out her wedding dress. Uh, This was a $10,000 purchase. On the actual wedding day, Dina says that Tommy is mean and insensitive and drives her crazy, but she loves him.
0: Where, where, oh, where does it all go wrong?
1: Yeah, the wedding aired on VH1 in July of 2005. We're going to jump ahead now to May of 2009, when Dina is one of the original cast members when The Real Housewives of New Jersey begins. This was a family affair because Caroline was also a cast member, as well as their brother Chris's wife, Jacqueline. So all three were original cast members alongside other notable uh, cast members, such as Teresa Giudice, I only just learned how to pronounce this last name I've been seeing in the news for years, and Danielle Staub. Dina had been instrumental in forming the cast for the first season of the show. Obviously, Caroline and Jacqueline were members of her family, but she had been friends with Teresa for years as well. They're, I think, still BFFs. So she suggested her to the producers. Danielle Staub was an acquaintance that the ladies knew, but they didn't know her super well. Danielle had a reputation with the people that they knew as someone who was always getting into questionable situations. So she was brought on to kind of be the pot stirrer and spice things up a little bit. I wonder if that is actually a casting requirement.
0: Oh, you know it has to be. Show
1: us your pot stirring skills. (laughs) This was still early in the Housewives franchises. New Jersey was the fourth. There was Orange County, New York City, and Atlanta had preceded it. The shows were still kind of authentic, and they weren't the sort of over-the-top glamour thing that some of them have become. It was a different time for the franchise, let's say. In fact, season one of The Real Housewives of New Jersey was the first time that family members were featured together on a Housewives show. Since then, many of them have have indulged in that bit of, I don't know, extra drama. Nobody presses your buttons like the people who installed them. Real Housewives of New Jersey season one was no exception to the family messiness. By the end of the season, Caroline and Dina were, of course, feuding. It's the whole point of these shows, I believe. Dina came back for season two, but she was only a minor character. She had already decided to leave the show, but she filmed some scenes to help make the transition smoother for the audience. After that, she quit. Dina was the first of any housewife to quit one of the franchises. Oh, wow. Yeah, others had been fired. You know, they did not leave up their own accord. She explained her choice by saying, I thought my piece was more important. I've seen it firsthand how much it changes people. Dina would come back for season six, although by then Caroline and Jacqueline were no longer on the show. This was a very meaningful season for her because this is when Teresa and joe Che were going through their trial for fraud and by the end of the season they had been sentenced convicted and sentenced teresa who had long been one of dina's best friends was leaving for prison very soon after filming ended that's a tough goodbye teresa served 11 months of a i think it was a 15 month sentence this was a variety of fraud crimes mail wire bank not good Her husband, Joe, would serve 41 months. Wow. um, And because he, I suppose, is somehow not a U.S. citizen, he was born in Italy. He served his time and then was deported to Italy. Uh, He'd lived here since he was a year old, but... Making a note, we may need to cover Uh, her trashy divorce. I think they're going to have to be on the list, yes. During her hiatus as a real housewife, Dina did not exactly drop off the reality television landscape. She had her own show on HGTV starting August 2012 called Dina's Party. The show featured Dina's event planning business and followed her while she created extravagant and over-the-top weddings, baby showers, graduation parties, and on and on. The show would last two seasons and end in March of 2014. But plenty of things happened in between. Oh no. On February 2nd, 2013, Dina tweeted, My secret! I have been separated since October. My heart hurts, but Tommy and I will always share a very special love. Apparently, the couple had actually separated back in October of 2012. So, like, this is eight years, seven, eight years of marriage? I think seven, yeah. It's no surprise that Tommy continued to be unfaithful to Dina after the wedding, but that was apparently only one of the reasons for the divorce. It was also speculated that Dina had agreed to come back for that season six of Real Housewives because she needed the income in order to leave Tommy and have financial independence. Dina confirmed to Entertainment Tonight that it was a combination of supporting her friend Teresa and for the money. Quote, I was there to support Teresa. I'm not going to lie. The paycheck was good. You know, I was going through a divorce and it was a nice chunk of change to start my new life. A... And I'm making air quotes with my fingers. A source close to Dina Uh told Radar Online, here's the thing. She wants to get a divorce from Tommy. They have a prenup that's the size of a frigging phone book. If she divorces, she isn't getting anything. She walks away with no house, nothing. So it's either signed back with Bravo or you stay with the devil. What a choice. When season six of Real Housewives of New Jersey premiered in July of 2014, viewers were happy to see Dina's return to the show, but they were shocked to learn that she and Tommy were still living in the same house together and had been since they separated. She was clearly having trouble signing the divorce papers and making it official. When asked about it, she didn't waver on ending the marriage, but wouldn't give any definitive time frame on the divorce. She told BuzzFeed, Viewers will see the ups and downs of all of that, and they might even see me go on a date or two. As of today, I will always love Tommy forever, and we are taking things day by day and doing what's best for our daughter as she is getting ready to go off to school. No matter what happens, we will always be there for each other, and that's great. Oh, oh,
0: Dina. There's
1: a way to be separated or go through a divorce and have it be dignified as opposed to going at each other's throat. Oh, this is going to get so just remember that quote. Okay, dignified. Dignified. We're going to do this in love and yep. grace and yep. peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 all going to it's it's going to sour. It's going to curdle. I- Viewers of the show did see Dina go on a few dates, but they were uncomfortable affairs and it was clear that there was no chemistry there. It was particularly awkward to watch when her date would discover that she was still actually living with her ex. (laughs) It's a little tricky. Although she didn't find love on the show, there were rumors during this time that she had a new man in her life, a radio DJ and writer named Kenny Arena. Kenny had worked on the crew of Dina's Party, the next reality show she had. Kenny was showing up all over Dina's Instagram. As the rumors began swirling... Dina took to Instagram to correct the misperception. Writing, so anyway, he's my BFF, not my BF boyfriend. It's great to have a best friend who can fix things, lift heavy stuff, and be an awesome wedding date. Hashtag lucky girl. It really is important to have that guy. During the reunion episodes at the end of season six, Dina admitted that she and Tommy were still sleeping together while going through the divorce. Oh my god! Mm -hmm. Dina! Dina! In September 2015, it appeared that Dina had moved on and was secretly, I would say maybe quietly, dating millionaire entrepreneur Dave Canton. The two had met the year prior at a fundraising event for Dina's charity, Project Ladybug, which supports children with life-threatening illnesses. Dave was only recently in remission from a long battle with leukemia. Although the couple did confirm they were dating when, you know, they were asked about it, Dina admitted she still had not finalized her divorce. Oh, Dina, Dina, Dina. I think being the youngest of 11, right, that is a huge family. And I think you're just used to like sharing space even with people that you're not super thrilled about at any given time. You've had the papers now for four years, babe. Just sign them. Long. It's a long, it's a long divorce. Where did you hide the pen in your house? Come on. Well, for his part, Dave had only recently filed for divorce from his wife, but stressed that Dina was not the cause for the split. He told the Daily Mail, I've been separated for more than a year and met Dina after that separation. I filed for divorce in January. When the Daily Mail reached out to Tommy Manzo for a statement, he said, We've been separated for two years and we're going through finalizing our divorce, hopefully, in the next few weeks. Now she has her boyfriend. I have my girlfriend. We've moved on with our lives. The divorce was eventually finalized in February of 2016 after being separated since October of 2012. Dina has since said that she didn't fight for any financial support from Tommy. I don't know what they would have been working through given the circumstances anyway this seems like a great spot to take another break and we're gonna come back for some serious mob action all the dignified
0: stuff back in a minute okay stacy i'm holding on to that word dignified
1: yeah so dignified once dina and dave decided that they were committed to each other dina said goodbye to new jersey and moved out to malibu and then on to beverly hills good for her Sources close to the couple shared that this move was funded by Dave, who they called her, quote, younger sugar daddy. (laughs) Once set up in her luxury rental home, she posted a picture of it on Instagram with the caption, Never thought my zip code would be 90210. Dave stayed back in New Jersey for his businesses, but would fly out to California often and she would travel to New Jersey to see him. Like, it was long distance. Dina opened up to Radar Online about her new man, saying he was perfect for her. He's just the most loving man. He's really an awesome person and very caring. He treats my family so good and he's a great dad to his kids. And I see that, how important that is. While fans were happy to hear that they were happy and that she was deeply in love, uh, they were also cheered to learn that she was not rushing into marriage with him. She said, I'm not even thinking about that. We're just having a good time and building our life together. Literally, as you know, two months out of a divorce. I'm just focused on staying in a happy stage right now. Good for you, Dina. Mm -hmm. I approve. There was a lot of chatter about why Dina decided to move to California after living in New Jersey her whole life. And since Dave didn't initially move with her, people were a bit confused. I have a question or Mm -hmm. two about that. Sure. Okay. So I have some answers. First of all, you know, her daughter had gone off to college. So Dina didn't feel super tied to New Jersey anymore, you know, for her kids' sake, whatever. Not wanting to take her out of high school, that kind of thing. Also, uh, her issues with her sister Caroline had gotten pretty bad and had partly played out in public. And finally, she wanted to escape the bad feelings surrounding her divorce. Essentially, Dina wanted a fresh start. I love it. And where better than California. She told Entertainment Tonight... You know, I always felt like I was a California girl stuck in New Jersey. Every time I came here, it felt like home. I'm not going to lie. It was my divorce. I wanted to run as far away as possible from what was going on. And my daughter was in college and I was like, okay, I can pick up my animals and go anywhere I want. And I did. Good for you. And then things took a dark, dark turn.
0: Oh, no. In
1: 2015... Dave Canton was violently assaulted in a parking lot of a strip mall in Passaic County, New Jersey.
0: After surviving leukemia? Mm -hmm.
1: The attackers used a slapjack to attack Canton. A slapjack is two thick leather straps with, I don't know, like a chunk of heavy metal in the end. Dave suffered serious bodily injuries and was left with a permanent facial scar. And authorities felt that the assault was not random. But that was not the end of the violence for Dave and Dina. In May of 2017, when Dina and David were at their home in New Jersey, visiting family and friends, they were the victims of a violent home invasion. Oh my God. Two masked intruders (sighs) came into their home and attacked and robbed them. They were zip tied. It was a fairly brutal assault. Actually, it, it was a very brutal assault. While they were being assaulted, one of the attackers said, that's what you get for fucking with a guy from Patterson.
0: Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Oh, no.
1: (sighs) Yeah. So in this attack, uh, Dina's $60,000 engagement ring was stolen as well as cash and personal belongings. The couple then moved permanently to California. You think? Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Dina had to undergo cosmetic surgery to correct some of the damage that had been done to her face during the attack. They also got married a month after the attack on June 28th of 2017 in a secret ceremony. (laughs) They would not announce or confirm their marriage for almost two years. Good call. Yeah. In May of 2019, Dina posted a picture of her and David announcing that they were married. She posted the following message on Instagram. The bride wore a dress from her closet, an orange blossom in her hair, and carried a calla lily from her Malibu garden. In front of the gorgeous Pacific, surrounded by nature and puppies, They promised to be there in good times and bad. Well, I'm such a fan of this marriage. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A dress from her closet. I love it. She also tweeted that it was a, quote, simple, meaningful wedding on a day chosen by the stars. Hashtag third time's a charm. I love it. The announcement of their marriage coincided with other big news about the couple. Oh, yeah? Back in New Jersey (sighs) in June of 2019, the Monmouth County prosecutor announced that an arrest had been made for the home invasion two years earlier. Oh, God. A man named James Menello had been taken into custody for his alleged involvement in the invasion and attack. Following the news, David and Dina's attorney issued a statement to people on their behalf. We are so grateful to the New Jersey law enforcement authorities whose diligent investigation over the last two years culminated in today's arrest. Thank you to everyone who has expressed concern for our well-being. We've had such a great support system. Who was that guy working for? Well, Alicia, I can tell you that that was not the end of the story. Yeah. In June of 2020, one Tommy Manzo was arrested (sighs) for his alleged involvement in the 2015 attack on Dave in the strip mall parking lot. Uh... He was charged with paying John Perna, a member of the Lucchesi crime family, to carry out the attack on Dave. In exchange for assaulting Dave with the specific request of leaving a permanent scar on his face, Tommy used the event venue he owns with his brother Albert. No, 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 no. Whose wife is Dina's sister Caroline to host a seriously discounted wedding for the attacker. In December 2020, Perna pled guilty to committing a violent crime in aid of racketeering activity. He did a RICO! Okay. In exchange for a discount wedding? Yeah.
0: Good Lord.
1: Oh, there's more on that. Uh, So just a month after that attack, Perna held a wedding reception for 330 guests at the Brownstone and authorities found records to prove that he only paid a fraction of the normal price. The balance of, you know, the bill that was actually still due was paid by another member of the Lucchese crime family. This Uh, is Goodfellas. This is Goodfellas. Okay. Okay. Authorities also learned that Tommy had given Perna personal information about Dave, like his business addresses, his home address, a vehicle description, and a rough idea of his daily routines. In addition to arranging the assault, Tommy was also charged with falsifying and concealing records when federal authorities investigating the assault subpoenaed the venue. In June of 2021, John Perna was sentenced to 30 months in prison for planning and carrying out an aggravated assault on David Canton. 30 months doesn't sound like quite enough, but go ahead. He also got three years of supervised release after his prison sentence and was ordered to pay $17,816 in restitution. But wait, there's more. Uh Uh In May of 2021, Tommy was indicted alongside James Minello on a long list of charges for the May 2017 home invasion and attacks on Dina Manzo and David Canton. Tommy was charged as an accomplice, too. There's just a bunch of bullet points here. First degree robbery. Second degree burglary. Second degree aggravated assault. Third degree aggravated assault. Third degree theft. Third degree possession of a weapon for an unlawful purpose. Third degree criminal restraint. Dignified. That's more than half a dozen charges. Dignified. Oh, Tommy. You don't have to be at each other's throats. Tommy. Right. Somebody didn't get the memo on that. Tommy was also charged separately as the sole actor in two counts of fourth degree stalking of Dina and Dave. Tommy waived his right to a speedy trial and was released on bail. But just last month, on September 6th of 2023, it was announced to the media that Tommy is now seeking a plea deal. A court document from August 17 reads plea negotiations are anticipated, and both the United States and the defendant desire additional time to negotiate a plea agreement, which would render any grand jury proceedings and any subsequent trial on this matter unnecessary. So, if Tommy is convicted on all of these counts at trial, his maximum prison sentence would be 43 years.
0: Whoa. They're
1: not playing around. Uh, A judge has given him until November 17th to reach an agreement with prosecutors. Okay.
0: Dina's happily ever after. Oh, I like that she gets a happily ever after. because she's
1: earned one at this point. This story is trashy. Although she has had to go through a lot to get here, it does appear that Dina has finally found her happy ever after with Dave. In June 2023, the couple bought a $16 million Ocean View mansion in Montecito, California. Oh, that's nice. They do their best to stay out of the spotlight, I would too, and definitely to stay out of New Jersey. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go back. (laughs) No, she doesn't. Dina even turned down an invitation to be a bridesmaid at Teresa's August 2022 wedding. This, of course, caused some rumors that their friendship had broken up or something, but both deny that and dina was just like dude i i can't go back to new jersey it's there's a lot of trauma there not doing it i can't say
0: i blame her teresa
1: said she understood you know what sucks though is that caroline has put out statements recently in support of tommy
0: really yeah (gasps) that's horrifying that's
1: horrible i just i don't you could say nothing i mean if if it's right like if it it's your sister. It's your sister. I know it's your husband's brother, but I I don't know. That's and these are not these are not like financial crimes. These are not like tiny things. These people were beaten very badly. It was, anyway, that's uh that's that's the state of play with former real housewife of New Jersey, current happy Californian Dina Canton. I didn't see any of that coming. <laughs> Woo, married to the mob. Tell me about trash cans. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right, I'm giving Tommy 17,816 trash cans. That's the um, amount that John Perno was ordered to pay in restitution. Okay, okay. For the, the hit that Tommy hired him for. Maybe Dina should get some, I don't know. It just, it sounds like she's just sort of wandered through life trying to make good decisions. I'm super proud of her for being the first... Real Housewives cast member to voluntarily exit because she felt like it was not doing good things for her, for her family, for her mental health. Like, good for her. Good for
0: her for getting a $16 million mansion. I'm sure that place has some tight
1: security. I bet. Bless. Yeah, seriously. It's a terrible story. I remember when this was happening through, you know, trawling page six. And just thinking, like, what on earth is going on with the housewives? <laughs> like, I mean, and then you've got, you know, Teresa going to prison and then her husband going to prison and being deported. Like, what a mess. What a messy show. Making a note on Teresa. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Stacey, uh-huh. for bringing
0: us that one. Thank you, one and all, for tuning in today to this episode of Trashy Divorces.
1: Extra big shout out to Enman, our cat executive producer who has made this recording a a real easy process with
0: (laughs) no interruptions whatsoever. Everything's legal in New Jersey. (laughs) Thanks again, y'all, for spending your time with us, for your kind emails and reviews, for your support on Patreon.com slash Trashy Divorces. There's always something fun going on over there. Don't forget, if you like what we do, check out our other podcasts, Trashy Royals, every Thursday, wherever you listen. And done and done. Mm-hmm. Drops on Mondays. I think that's the business. I think that's the business. I'm coming back next Wednesday for you with a brand new Trashy Divorce. Can't wait until then, as always, until we meet again, y'all. You know we want you to keep your hands clean. Keep your hearts trashy. Big love. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia, by us, Stacey and Alicia.